0: It is an $80.7 billion plan to spend your tax dollars and the uh, list, the wish list that the governor has laid out in her budget proposal yesterday is an extensive one, including uh, free pre-K for all families, regardless of their income, for all four-year-olds in the state of Michigan. On the other end of the education spectrum, providing two years of free community college for those that want and need as I think we all agree, uh, the investment in themselves that can bring not only big dividends in their lives, but also to the state as whole as we try to stay competitive. But there are a lot of concerns about where the money is coming from, how it will be spent, and whether the budget is right sized. And among those raising those concerns and flags is the Senate Minority Leader Eric Nesbitt, Republican of Porter Township. Senator, good morning. Hey, good morning.
1: Thanks for having me on.
0: When we saw you at the State of the State and, and we both looked at this very ambitious agenda that <laughs> Governor Whitmer was laying out, we all asked the same question was how on earth is she going to pay for it uh, when it comes for the pre-K through 14 uh, agenda that she has? She's going to be withholding some money that she would normally put into the teacher's pension fund and say, look, we these are savings that we've been able to accrue because of effective management. We're going to use those savings to invest in K through 12. Is that an acceptable form of spending? And is it certainly better than the alternative that you and I feared, which was a tax increase? Well, one, the governor's not being honest or truthful
1: with us on Michigan's long-term debt. debt long-term debt has increased by over $1.2 billion over her term in office. Bonded debt has increased a lot of that because of her maxing out the credit card to fix some of these roads. And so what we've seen is that debt has not gone down under this governor. Uh, governor Snyder, who is a CPA and with the Republican legislature, I think worked very effectively to pay down a lot of the long-term liability, a lot, you know, getting the Michigan's fiscal house in order. And this governor, I, I think the comment I heard yesterday was, boy, if uh, you know, listening to her speech, if we took a shot every time she said the word free, we'd all be walking out of here drunk.
0: Right. But to be clear, and she's that, not going into debt for this agenda with pre-K and community college, is she? Are you, are you suggesting that? Yes,
1: because because if you're not paying, I mean, she, she, a, she has to do sta- statutory changes. So she actually changed the law to say, no, we're going to have to stop putting in as much we are to paying down long term debt. Two, is that what the governor is saying? Let's say you start off the year with a ten thousand dollar credit card you know, a loan, right? There's $10,000 in your credit card. You go ahead and through your monthly expenses, you rack it up another 5,000. So you owe 15,000, you pay down 3,000. And so you still have 12,000 of debt. The governor's saying that she saved $3,000 of debt. That's the best example I can give to you. I mean, she's adding up all the mortgage payments when she's still building up debt. And and so what what is happening is the governor, this isn't just fiscally irresponsible i think it's fiscal malpractice what the governor is proposing is that instead of trying to keep a good fiscal house in order to make sure that we pass along less debt so that we free up dollars for our children and grandchildren from from debt that we inherited from our parents what what she's proposing is that you know is that let's uh you know, let's make the promise today, uh, let's pay for other things, and let's the children and
0: grandchildren figure out how to pay for it. It's no, that was not, my question, is, and Lloyd's, was how do you yeah. pay for it next year? Right. These are savings you can use one year. You're not guaranteed oh, of having them next year.
1: Oh, oh, she's, she's playing on permanently, like in Illinois or, or Connecticut, like just ignoring what needs to go into the pension fund, what needs to go into these long-term liabilities. And so she's actually building the budget long-term in you know by using these these dollar shifting them rating the pension teacher pension fund and shifting them out and then it's also like last year we started with a nine billion dollar surplus and what the governor introduced in their budget you know while rating the um, teacher pension fund while increasing income taxes by 700 million dollars the governor's budget starts off next year with seven million dollars so you go from nine billion dollars last year to ending with $7 million next year. And, and so that's, I think that's playing it way too close to the vest on any budgeting. And that's all built upon taking money from the teacher pension fund and, an, and a $700 million income tax increase. It, it's, it's fake math. I don't know how else to explain it.
0: Um, the teachers,
1: uh, they, the Michigan Education Association, <clears throat> appears to endorse this plan. Uh, mm-hmm. they say that, you know, we're 99.2% funded in that fund, and, and this is an investment in our kids. And one, is that that's not true. They're not 99% funded. There's $35 billion of long-term liability that's still in the Michigan Pension Fund. Two is what they're looking for is let's divert money from the pension fund to try to have more uh, union members today because it's constitutionally required that these pay, pension payments are made. So they're hoping for a tax increase in the future or daring folks in the future to actually cut the per pupil allowance sometime in the future, which is, you know, really hard to do. And I wouldn't want to propose that, but somebody has to be the grown up in the room and somebody can't just say, you know, the governor continues just to use public relations, talking points to try to get free, 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 free everything. Well, let's the budget's about priorities. Let's work to prioritize. Yes, let's work to prioritize, prioritize education. But if we continue down this path, we can be completely debt free over the next 15 years and free up billions of dollars to be able to invest in the needs and education without putting it on the backs of our children and grandchildren with more debt. But if you want to play like they do in Washington, D.C., where debts and deficits don't seem to matter anymore, then the Democrats can own that and they can have that. I'm going to be continuing to be fiscal responsible. Somebody needs to be and continues to prioritize education let's fix our k-12 through 12 system it's broken now pre-k is open for those that are are you know a family of four making under seventy thousand a year uh we've expanded pre-k over the last 10 years uh, to you know to that what the governor is proposing is that there's no means testing for it and that it's opened up for millionaires and billionaires and same with community colleges the last three years we worked in a bipartisan way to open it up uh, for folks to access community college, for those that don't need it, making sure that those last dollars are available for working class families to be able to access community college. And what the governor is saying is that there should be no means testing. It should be, you know, whether you're making a million dollars a year um, or 500000 a year, you should still get you no know, free community college. I, I think a little means testing is a bad thing to make sure that folks are, you know, are working and that we can afford a structurally sound budget in the future.
0: Senator, uh, with the Democrats in control of the Senate and expected to retake the majority in the House after the special elections this spring, I, I would take it that the governor will probably get a, a lot of what she wants. But my question is, will the Democrats get enough Republicans to come on board to approve immediate effect of this, even if you guys don't approve the budget?
1: Well, at the end of the day, I'm going to continue to work to make sure we have a balanced, sustainable budget that prioritizes infrastructure, education public safety. And it's one of those areas where let's work together, let's actually sit down and, and, and work on a real growing up budget using real math and that make sure that we're taking care of our children and grandchildren, that we're fiscally responsible and that we're in a more competitive position. And what the, the Democrats did last year, exactly right, the governor didn't just run the executive office, he seemed to have run the legislature also last year, is they made costs higher for businesses and small businesses across the state, right, to works being repealed next, next week. They passed their green new energy deal that did, did nothing to improve our distribution network where we see outages all over our state. And, and yet they're going to make the generating capacity with wind and solar less, um, you know, less reliable and more expensive. And so the, and then on education, last year, what we saw in, in education last year was try to limit choice as much as possible for for parents, and then secondly, take away any of the accountability measures that we had and you look at you know such as you know b- making sure the kids are able to read by the third grade, making sure that you know some of the teach you know teachers are, are judged how you know partially judged in mm-hmm. student growth and, and and so they've repealed a lot of those measures uh, on accountability how you know, and yet they just want to expand uh, the the education system without trying to fix the fundamental issues. And the governor last year appointed about 80 members from around the state that she picked all herself. And they came out with a report they called the Population Commission and Growing Mission Together Commission report in December. And it was pretty damning report five years into this governor's administration on how weak we are in education and infrastructure and economic development. And this is something where the governor is more interested in raising her national profile, unfortunately, you know, seeing if Biden actually runs for re-election or if she's, you know, can be somewhere on the presidential ticket this fall, rather than taking care of the serious problems that we have in Michigan. That means fixing our roads and bridges, improving education
0: and backing the blue. Senator uh, Nesbitt, it is round one of what we know will be a very passionate debate over uh, spending priorities in the state. We, We appreciate your time. Hey, thanks for having me on. God bless. Have a great day. You too. Senator Eric Nesbeth, the Senate Minority Leader, we should point out that we extended the invitation to Governor Whitmer's folks and uh, they declined. So we will uh, continue to try to do that as this uh, debate over those spending priorities continues to move along. When we come back, we've got a great stay and play package for two to give away to see uh, uh, a production of Bonnie and Clyde. Also, it was 60 years ago today that we first heard the band play. We'll talk about a big anniversary next on JR Morning.